Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, hey, Tony, what's up? Hey, riddle me this, partner. If all the world's wealth was evenly distributed to all the world's people, how long would it take for all the world's wealth to get back into the hands of just a few people? Honestly, Tony, I have no idea. Well, guess what? I do. Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement with best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do them that have it. Get more of it, the less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. One of the most frequent questions I'm asked during an election year is this. Should I, or should I not, invest money in the stock market during election year? In other words, I think what people are really asking is this. Is now a good time to put my money at risk in the stock market? And seeing as though we are recording this show on Tuesday, September 9th, 2020, and seeing as though we are in the midst of one of the most interesting years for an election year during my 60 years on planet Earth, this question, whether or not you should be pulling money out of the stock market before or after the election, or whether you should be pumping money into it, is the most difficult of all to predict. Yet, article after article, as we'll see in a minute, pundit after pundit, they're all trying to predict what will happen to the stock market based on what who, or excuse me, who might be elected as our nation's next president. However, as we'll learn today, regardless of whether the person is a Democrat or a Republican, regardless of whether their skin color is white, black, yellow, or pale blue, the person ending up as president of the United States of America really has very little to do with whether you retire worried or retire worry-free. Believe it or not, What's more important than the person sitting in that Oval Office for the next four years is whether or not savers will stick to their plans by avoiding a bunch of unnecessary risk and other costs and instead stay the course with a written game plan that includes mailbox money for life. And that's what you're going to learn on today's program. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, financial election specialist, and retirement planning specialist Tony Walker. And before we get started, let me introduce the producer of the Worry-Free Retirement, none other than America's favorite financial sidekick, sitting there very, looking very relaxed this morning, Mr. Aaron Orender. Good morning, Aaron. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great. And we've got uh, our two newest sidekicks working feverishly to help us prepare for the television show, Miss Amelia Johnson and Mr. Derek Hudson, so good morning to you all, and uh, got to start off before the show. I know we're talking about, this is a lot about predicting the future, Aaron. What, have you ever felt like, I mean, I've watched shows, and I've been to Vegas, and, you know, people who, I've seen hypnotists and people predicting the future. I mean, do you think people really have that ability, or have you, or have you ever thought maybe you watched somebody and you thought, 
Maybe that person really does have a knack for that. What are your thoughts? You know, I've I've been to comedy shows where they, you know, kind of hypnotize the people and they say, okay, now you're a chicken. And every time you hear the word, you know, France or whatever, you're going to cluck like a chicken. I mean, I've seen things like that at comedy shows and I've thought there's no, there's no way that's real, but it's, it's convincing when I see stuff like that. But, um, nah, I mean, other than that, the whole fortune telling the, what are they, the tarot cards? And I, I don't know. I, I don't believe in any of that. Uh, speaking of tarot cards, uh, Amelia was over here getting ready for the show. Uh, Amelia, didn't you say something about you went to a tarot card reader? Or Oh, yeah. Went to a tarot card reader, and um, she predicted the future for me. <laughs> well, what, what was funny? What did she say about your future, though? Or how did she kind of turn it around? What did she tend to want to talk about? Yeah, she really just only wanted to tell me to get my feminine energy back. So I told my wife that the other day, and she almost slapped me. Oh, nice, Tony. <laughs> no, not a good thing to say. Who is that tarot card reader? Because I'm going to send my wife to her. Maybe she can convince her to get that feminine energy back. I don't think I should tell you. Okay. Thanks, Amelia. That, that is funny to think about. Uh, and I'm not trying to make fun of people who are trying to maybe make an honest living. Maybe they do. There's a... I won't name the person's name. Actually, I can't remember it. And it's kind of down in our neck of the woods in South Central Kentucky here. And this fella, apparently, I guess it's kind of like a tarot card reader. He looks into people's eyes and he claims he can tell a lot about their past and which I guess he thinks if he knows their past, he can kind of predict their future. But I've had a few people go to this fella and actually it's kind of weirded him out. I think a... I'm sure. Yeah. And he was able to tell them about some of their past that was pretty creepy that really was in their past and it's like oh gosh hmm, interesting yeah so i don't know i my thoughts folks now this is just tony walker here and you got to understand i'm pretty strong in my faith i think i'd stay away from people like that uh there's some things you just don't need to know about and when it gets to predicting the stock market this is a money show um, i've been doing this a long time folks 36 years and what we're talking about today is the concept of trying to time t-i-m-e time the stock market. In other words, predict when we should be in and when we should be out. And since again, we are recording this in 2020, one of the biggest election years I think we've had in recent memory. Boy, this question's coming up a lot. So when we return, uh, interestingly enough, we decided at Tony Walker Financial to do a little background check on the stock market over the years just to see what has happened, whether it's Democrats, Republicans, first year of election, past year of election, uh, second term, et cetera, et cetera. What does all of this really have to do with the stock market? And more importantly, what does it have to do with your money and your retirement? So you stay tuned. We'll come back and talk a little bit about election years and what happens in those years with the stock market. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. You stay tuned. keep hearing conflicting information about annuities. Um, some advisors say they're good and some say to steer clear um, of them altogether. So are annuities good or bad or how do I find out the truth? <laughs> well, first of all, I have written a little booklet that people can download at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. It's called the Annuity Decision Guide for Savers. So I've used my 35 years in this business to write a booklet that at least anybody can understand what they are first. Most people really don't know what they are. And in fact, a lot of people on Wall Street who tend to not like annuities because they don't sell them, they don't really understand them. So what I would say is annuities are the only guaranteed contract out there issued by insurance companies that can protect your principal, plus make sure you don't outlive your money. 
So the first thing somebody needs to ask themselves is not whether annuity is good or bad. They need to ask themselves, is there anything I have in my 401k that can guarantee me that I won't run out of money? And more than likely the answer is no. Then if that person says, you know what? I want something that will make sure that I don't run out of money. Well, guess what? They're gonna to have to look at an annuity. The other funny thing about annuities and why people don't like them, pensions. You've probably heard of pensions. Pensions are annuities. So I'll have people come in sometimes and they still have a pension from their old employer. And you look at it closely and it says, your annuity payment is X. So it's interesting annuities per se, annuities have been around longer than most investments. They've stood the test of time. And I think the main reason people don't like them is Wall Street has infiltrated so much into the 401k, something that wasn't around when my granddad was even alive. And they've taken over the narrative to make people believe that Wall Street, stocks, bonds, mutual funds are the only way to go. And that's just not accurate. So annuities are pensions? It's a good way to put it. I call the annuities mailbox money. So what was the origin of this mailbox money I'm always talking about? So if you go back to my granddad, he worked for Bell South. He started there in 1932, retired in 1978. Ironically, Tina, that was the same year that the 401k was enacted into law. See, the 401k hadn't been around that long. Okay. Prior to the 401k, everybody, like granddad, enjoyed pensions. You've heard of pensions, right? Mm -hmm. You worked for your employer. If you kept your nose clean, stayed with them and retired, the employer would in turn pay you a pension for the rest of your life. My granddad got a pension. Uh, here, here's a shot of, you want, here's a statement of his pension. You want to take a look at that? So look at this, 700 and some odd dollars a month, but that's what he got for the rest of his life. Now you might say, well, that's not a lot of money, Tony, but it was guaranteed. And my granddad had enough sense not to spend more money than he had coming in. So he was fine for the rest of his life. So a pension is an annuity. So what happened was when the 401ks came onto the scene, Wall Street controlled the narrative. Employers got away from pensions. People kind of forgot what a pension is. Most young people don't even know what a pension is. So what we say is, well, yeah, pensions have gone the way of the dinosaurs, but we do have private annuities that can emulate what my granddad enjoyed all of his life, which is mailbox money. So yes, I love annuities because you're not gonna run out of money with an annuity. Who can you trust? It's one of the most important decisions you'll have to make. Question is, are you ready? Well, we're here to help at Tony Walker Financial. You know, we care more about you than we do your money, and we have over 2,000 happy clients and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Rolling over a 401k, confused about Social Security, maybe you're afraid of running out of money. Learn how to use and enjoy and protect your hard-earned money. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement, and uh, I guess Amelia's going to have to take over. Aaron got real excited about that Terra car reader. He left. Where'd he go? <laughs> Why did you even bring her up, Amelia? All right, no, he's still here. He's still here. So, Aaron, what we decided to do, um, you know, we've got a new employee, a new staff member in Bowling Green. Uh, if you don't know much about Tony Walker Financial, let me take a quick second, because it's important to understand that we are retirement planning specialists, folks. And although I've been registered and licensed to sell security since 1986, I've seen every downturn in the market imaginable since that time. Um, and we do have well over $100 million currently with Charles Schwab. So we, we know the stock market, but we're not really money managers. Uh, we're not wealth managers. We're not trying to shuffle your money around and trying to grow it like a, you know, see how much money we can create with no end in sight. That's not what we're all about. A, a retirement planning specialist job is first 
to make sure safety is the safeguard of your money. That's we're always thinking safety first. And then if we want to take some risk, a little bit of risk, we're happy to do that if, if that's something you want to do. So we're not really out here trying to time the market. Now, occasionally we will make some major changes if we see something going on, but we're not sitting around trying to prognosticate and predict what the market will do. Uh, Aaron, do you think any of the pundits had any clue, actually some congressmen got in trouble of this because I think they maybe did quite frankly, but really and truly with this recent pandemic, in March of, let's see, March 15th, the day of our workshop that got canceled, everything was fine. Do you think any of them would have predicted in four weeks the market would have dropped 30%? No. None of them did. They all think they did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got out. Oh, sure you did, partner. I knew this was coming. And did you realize if you get out too soon and you do that enough, that means you probably are not a prognosticator or predictor. It probably means you got some inside information. Did you realize that's illegal as heck? Right. Yeah. Okay. That's, so that's the whole insider trading thing. Right? There you go. There you go. And okay. some of those people end up in orange jumpsuits if they do too much of that. So folks, really and truly, uh, and I've, oh, oh, that's another thing you'll see all the time, Aaron, during these election years. All you got to do is start Googling what happens in election year with investing, and you'll start seeing all these people that pop up. And they, it might be an example. I won't use anybody specific. It might be an example. John... Johnny Smith in 2004 predicted this stock would be the next whatever, and it was. Well, we don't know if he really predicted that. Now see what Johnny Smith has to say today, and you purchase a newsletter. or There's something in it for Johnny Smith. He ain't giving this stuff away. So just because even somebody has predicted something would happen doesn't mean they're going to be able to predict it again. But let's just look at a few facts. These are facts. Now, the past is not always prologue, but let's just kind of look at a few things. So our own Keith Fuqua, who is helping... Shannon in our Schwab department that we created for our clients. I said, Keith, I know you're not an investment advisor and we're not wanting you to give advice, but just look up just some articles. It's kind of cool what he found out. Okay, here's a few of them. The Standard & Poor's, that's the S&P 500, had positive returns in 19 of the last 23 elections since 1928. 19 of the last 23? Yes. See, that's that shocked me because everybody always says, well, it's an election year, partner. I ain't investing, which right. I kind of always thought, well, that does make sense. But I'd never looked at the facts. So let me repeat that again, folks. So out of 23 election years since 1928, let's reverse that. Only four of them had negative returns. So there's a pretty good chance in an election year, you're not going to lose a lot of money. That's just statistically passed again. Uh, in the years it was down, the election happened to coincide. This is interesting with outside economic factors. So this is really interesting. So this is where you gotta be careful, folks. So let's just say um, that we just focused on the four negative years and we say, see, Aaron, that's what I told you. There can be some real bad, well, you gotta dig deeper because one could argue based on this article that it wasn't just the election itself. There were other economic factors. Um, let's see the chart below talking about 1932. Yeah, here's a good example. Uh, 1940, uh, the market, I think, did poorly. But I mean, World War II was getting ready to start. Right. Talking about uncertainty. Um, I remember this, the dot com bubble burst in uh, dot com bubble burst in 2000. Remember all the dot coms? Okay. Yeah. See what everybody no, everybody knew this Internet thing was going to be huge and everybody was creating websites. But everybody was just throwing money at it like crazy. I mean, it's just, you know, it's like the follow the herd kind of thing, and it finally burst. Um, let's see what, of course, we know the 2008, that was an election cycle. Well, that was a mortgage crisis. That thing had nothing to do with whoever was in Congress or president. 
Let's see, here's a Ned Davis research. He notes uh, in presidential cycles, he calls it, the S&P posted its weakest returns. This is interesting. In the first year of the four-year election cycle, so since 1900, stocks have gained just 3.4% on average in the post-election year, compared with gains of 4% in the midterm year, 11.3% in the pre-election year, and then 9.5% in the election year. So really what this is saying is, once somebody's elected, I'm talking about in office, right? then that kind of goes down the next year, yeah. statistically. Okay, I, I tell you what, let's do this. When I come back, let's have a little fun with this. Let's imagine uh, we got a Joe Lunchbox that's trying to time the market, and he's read these articles, Okay, right? We got an election coming right. up. Remember, it's September as we record this, 2020. So when we come back, folks, let's play a little game and see just how Joe Lunchbox is gonna do after he read this article and rushed out and did this after 2016. You're listening to The Worry Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. And our Tony Walker employee spotlight is brightly shining on my favorite son-in-law, Mr. Trey Jurgens. Trey, good to have you with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, Trey, first of all, give everybody a little bit of background on your situation when you came to Tony Walker Financial, how long you've been here, and a little bit about your role, how it's changed over these past three years. Yeah, so I've been on board almost three years, which is hard to believe. It seems like just yesterday, but I started with more of a marketing background, which is good in this business because we do all of our own marketing, and that kind of blended itself into seeing more people. I started on the life insurance side of things. I've met with more and more of our clients and prospects and uh, lucky enough to pass my series 65 here. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So I get to be a fellow fiduciary, which is a fun word to say, but even more important, I get to help more of our clients. So it's a, a cool thing to keep growing in my education. I've got a great teacher, but <laughs> it's uh, it's fun to see more people. Yeah. And I was going to say, if you don't mind speaking to that just a little bit, because I know when you got in this business and you had really no clue what we did, but I think everybody has a perception. Oh, it's pretty easy. I mean, don't y'all just kind of sell annuities and put some money in investments, but how would you describe the retirement planning process and how we at Tony Walker Financial, how detailed that process is? Yeah, it's something special. I think that's when I understood or thought I understood what you did, I had kind of an idea until I saw what all goes on in the Bowling Green office how much goes into our personalized game plans, the proprietary software you came up with. It is more than I ever imagined any business our size or any size could do. So just the, the what people think we do, they really have no idea. <laughs> That's a good, that good way to put it. Um, now that you're a fiduciary and you're starting to see more and more people, which incidentally you're doing a great job of that, I know that gives you confidence, but what would you tell the people out there that are saying, you know, Tony Walker, you know, can only see so many people. What would you say to the amount of work that I do, but also how you're starting to come into the fray and then we've got Heather in the Bowling Green office and how that bodes well for, I think, any of our clients and potential clients. Yeah, it all boils down to our efficient process and how much the Bowling Green office supports us in terms of doing a lot of the service work, but also allowing me and Heather to meet with some folks. I think they're comfortable in meeting with us. We're, we're knowledgeable. We're able to at least give them an answer and get them in a little bit more quickly and, and not delay them to get in and wait to see you possibly. So I think we're, we're able to see some more people and, and provide them comfort and confidence and 
and meeting with us. And again, I know you know this, but obviously Heather being with me this long, now you a fiduciary, people sometimes ask, well, Tony, what happens if something happens to you? So I, it makes me proud to have you on board, have Heather, have this team that if something were to happen, eventually it will. I don't plan on retiring, but you never know that you're there, Heather's there, we've got a team. And I think, uh, I think people should be very confident in what we're doing. I think you would agree with that. I would hope so. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Trey, for all you do. And that we look forward to continuing to serving all these savers. Yep. Thank you. My name is Mark Williams, and I've been in the financial services industry for around 30 years now. I'm the CEO and president of Brokers International in Des Moines, Iowa. At Brokers International, to put it simply, we help agencies and financial professionals grow their business. We offer live support, digital tools and services, and several ways to submit both annuity and life insurance applications. Right now, we service around 4,500 financial professionals nationwide. The one thing I continually see with the successful financial professionals that we work with is that they have a repeatable process of doing business and providing service to their customers. Tony Walker is one example of those financial professionals that utilizes a repeatable process. We started providing our services to Tony and his firm a few years ago. I think what makes him so successful is that he's got such a well-oiled machine, a process that he's created himself. In fact, I flew my team out to Kentucky so we could see it face-to-face -face how Tony consistently provides that service. When it comes to his process, I found that one thing Tony does really well is hire more service professionals to help him so that he can continue to see and help more people. Tony has figured out that in order to service thousands of clients with top-notch service, you have to have a process, a way to duplicate what you do day in and day out. I'd invite you to give a call to Tony Walker. Whether you're a longtime viewer of the Worry-Free Retirement or just catching it for the first time, know this, you can watch past episodes and educational clips by visiting our YouTube channel. Just log on to youtube.com and search Tony Walker Financial. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. And our theme of today's show is, can you really time the market in an election year? The last segment, we kind of realized that the election years have had less to do with the stock market that people want to give it credit for. But let's just say you read an article and statistically speaking, the worst year for any person to invest in the stock market, again, in the past, has always been the year after an election. You following that, Aaron? The year after. After. So I want to go back to 2016, Donald Trump, it doesn't matter who's elected. I'm not saying, you know, we're not pushing Donald Trump here. We're just saying he was elected in 2016. Right. Okay. So if past is prologue, meaning we have to look at past to predict the future in 2017, that means the market wouldn't have done very well or could have even tanked. Right. Right. Based on the past. Okay. So you're Joe Lunchbox. You're, uh, let's say you're 58 years of age and you're getting pretty close to retirement and you're thinking, wait a minute, why would I want to leave my money? I've had some good gains. So in 2017, right at the start of the year, you've read this article, you move it all to cash, you don't care if you're not making any money. You, you might do that, right? It might yeah, sound logical, sure. why, why not? You don't want to take any risk. But here's the facts. Okay, this is the facts. 
In 2017, the stock market, we'll call it the S&P 500, went up almost 18%. So how much did you make that year? Nothing. Mm-hmm. You made 0% because you pulled everything out. You tried to time the market. Right. Okay. You, looked, at all these, looked at all these articles and said, oh, this could be a bad year. That's right. Okay. Sign me a check. I'm out of here. <laughs> now, here's the real problem. So it shoots up that much intuitively in your mind's eye. You'd probably say, well, wait a minute. Should I get back in now? Right? It just went right, right up. You, would you be tempted to be a little hesitant to just jump right back in? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be hesitant to jump right back in. Yeah, if it went up that fast. If it went up that fast, you know, what goes up must come down. There you go. So what got you out in the first place, fear of it going down, now it's gone back up, but fear of it going back down actually is exacerbated because you're like, wait a minute. Okay, now we'll fast forward. Uh, I'm quizzing here. Do you know what the market did between 2017 and February of this year? What did did it do? Uh, It went up. No, it kept going up. Yeah, it kept going up, yeah. So, and let's just say you kept watching it, and with each passing day that it went up, your fear of jumping in actually increased, right? Because now you're saying it has to drop, surely to goodness, right? Right. It's going up too quick. Okay. (laughs) But it didn't. Oh, it had some blips, but but, okay. So now all of a sudden, I'm really picking on you, Aaron. This would be awful. So all of a sudden in February, you and Jessica are talking and say, Jessica, you realize if I'd left that 100000 in the market, I'd have, I'm just making up numbers now, folks, I'd have $200,000. Jessica would probably say, well, you fool. You dummy. Why did you, you do that? Dummy. Yeah. You big dummy. <laughs> Why don't you get back in? And you might say, that's what I've been thinking. You think I should? Jessica says, well, this is crazy, Aaron. We're missing out, right? right. Here, here's the fear of missing right. out. The FOMO. The FOMO. Human nature kicks in. Your, yep. your buddy over at the water cooler's done great. He's wondering why in the world you ever pulled out. <laughs> So in February of 2020, you shove the chips right back in. That's right. Okay, what happened in March? And what happened in March? Global <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> so now your 100,000, you have to tell Jessica after four weeks, is down to 70. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so folks. This we didn't even really happen, and it's making me nervous. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> folks, this is, not, yeah, this is not how savers should behave, but this is what happens. I see it time and time again when you try to time the market. And people say, well, why are you, why are you so different, Tony? How can you create this balance, this split IRA you talk about, where you have your cake and eat it too, where you can have some guarantees, and you can have some of that beloved mailbox money, and you make sure that clients don't run out of money, but you can also put money in the market. How does that work? Well, It works because we have a different philosophy, a philosophy that's been born out of working with over 15,000 savers, and it's called Live Well, Die Broke. I covered this topic in my recent best-selling book. You might want to order a copy. It's a pretty good book. You can download it on a Kindle version, major booksellers. Just uh, just Google Live Well, Die Broke. I really encourage you to read this book because it's going to help you understand that this this is not about timing the market. It's not trying to grow your money at all costs. It's trying to help you use and enjoy your money while you still can, before it's too late. And then I'll also show you how to enjoy your money without the fear of running out of it. And what we decided to do, Aaron, I think this is so cool. Over the next few weeks, we'll get into this more and more. It's called Live Well, Die Broke Moments. Do you know what these are? Have I told you okay. about this? Yeah, we've uh, not maybe a little bit, but I, I don't know okay. exactly what we're doing with this. Okay, this is pretty cool. So we were talking in a marketing group, and Amelia brought this up. So we've been working on this. What we're going to do, Derek is going to create a graphic. By the way, folks, if you haven't seen the television show, The Worry-Free Retirement, we have got so many cool graphics, so much stuff on there. 
Now we're on in how many stations now? We're in seven, uh, eight? eight, eight, eight. So all you got to do to find out local times, just go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, and uh, in the search bar, just Google TV shows or uh, the search bar, just click in TV shows and all the TV times we're on in eight different stations. But basically, we're going to have what's called live well, die broke moments. And next week on the show, I'm going to share one with you. A 62-year-old, Aaron, this was a cool story, wanted to pay off their home. The financial world, all the articles told them it would be silly to do that because of all the taxes they'd have to pay to pay it off. And we're going to find out how I showed them how to do it, how to pay off their home, how to still retire, how to not run out of money, and how to live well and die broke. Cool stuff coming next week. By the way, folks, if you'd like to meet and just say, Tony, I, I love what you're saying, and I need somebody that can sit down with me and help me think through this, quit trying to time the market, quit putting all my money at risk, show me how to minimize fees and taxes, and more importantly, how to use and enjoy and protect my money without the fear of running out. Well, that's easy to do, folks. And best of all, to meet with me by phone or in person is absolutely free. There is no cost or obligation whatsoever. All you got to do is log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and click on the Let's Get Started, TonyWalkerFinancial.com, or give us a call at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK, and we'll be happy to assist you in your retirement planning needs. Well, that's all the time we have. Next week, we'll be talking about the four biggest blunders people make with their 401ks and what you can do about it. But between now and then, you remember, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.